This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family-owned and operated. A no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere. And always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Good Wednesday, Chuck. How's it going, man? Guys, I'm okay. How are you this morning? Well, I think Arkansas fans are pretty pleased that, as you said in kind of one of the opening uh, talking points of your podcast, our athletics director turned down Auburn. Just kind of your initial thoughts on Hunter deciding to stay home. Well, I mean, you know, I was not surprised that they went after him. Uh, we didn't really find out about it until after it was over with, at least you know, by we, I, I, I say the general public. I mean... You know, I, I think that the thing that we've got to keep in mind is we've got a good job, and we've got resources, and we've got money to pay people, and things are really good at Arkansas right now, and I don't know why someone would want to leave. I, I mean, look, you go to Auburn right now, particularly as the athletic director, you're jumping into a hornet's nest, and, you know, for John Cohen, Auburn's a better job. I don't know for, well, obviously, for Hunter Juracek, he didn't feel like he was, so... Um, you know, I, th- I think it's good for Arkansas. You, you hate to lose a high-level figure within your athletic program to a rival team within your division. I mean, you hate to see that happen. And so for that reason, um, at least partly for that reason, I think, uh, I think it's good he stayed. You I know? think a lot of people were happy for John Fagg getting an elevate. I know he went down in level of schools, but I think a lot of people were happy because he's been with the university for quite some time. I think it would have, as you just said, been different if Hunter had gotten a same SEC West job in this in this kind of division. You know, sometimes we think it's all about money. Well, job A pays more than more money than job B. And, you know, the, the difference in pay often doesn't mean a difference in lifestyle when you get to that point. We'd, we'd all love to experience. But, Chuck, I don't know about you. I, I'm at a stage in life where just the thought of having to move 
is enough to keep me from certain things. You mean I well, gotta box all this crap up, moving? And for Hunter, he just moved here. What what seems like a couple of years ago. It's been a little longer than we think since he's been on the job now. But you know, the idea of uprooting your family, uprooting yourself, your life, what you're comfortable in. Sometimes that's a that's a bigger hurdle than just what financially you can can think will clear it. Well, you know when when you're young and you're climbing, it's different. You know, it's a nomadic business. Um, you know, that's a position now that's become almost like a coach in terms of the nomadic lifestyle that you have to lead to get to where you want to go. But I think the point is is that when you get to the Southeastern Conference and you're an AD in the Southeastern Conference, there aren't many places you're going to go where, number one, you're going to make more money, number two, where you're going to have an opportunity to win championships the way you do in our league. And, um, you know, um, part of being an athletic director is keeping the good coaches you have. Uh, the biggest part's hiring the football coach. And um, lots of times if you hire a bad one, you don't get a second chance. And uh, Hunter hit the jackpot with Sam Pittman, and he hit the jackpot with Eric Musselman. And those are the hires right now that are the highest-profile positions within that athletic program. And I say that respectfully to a lot of other good coaches, but those are the two most high-profile positions. And Arkansas is having success with those guys, fans like those guys. And, um, you know, when you're the athletic director um, and you make those hires, you're going to be safe where you are, number one, and you're going to have opportunities other places, which means if you want to stay, you're going to get a raise. And I think that's what's happened here. And, and um, uh, my suspicion is is that, when they get down to the final penny counting, uh, what he's making here is not going to be all that much different than what he would have made there. Tommy, you think A&M will make a run in your check if Bjork gets canned after Jimbo goes by the wayside at some point? I don't know when that is. I don't know if it's next year. I don't know if it's two years. I don't know if it's the end of this year. At some point, that's not going to work out. Will well, they Are they too prideful to make a run at the Arkansas athletic director? Because Auburn wasn't. No, I think it's what Chuck said. I mean... The best of the best are in this league already, so you would look at the the pool of, I guess, potentially 13 others. You'd narrow it down to the ones you want to talk to, but as I said yesterday, when, when your name is floated around a job, even though you don't take it and maybe you shut it down early, it at least signals to others you're willing to listen. And I think that uh, that it's one thing. Hunter's put himself out there that he may not be available, but he's willing to listen, Chuck. Well, you know, when you look at, the college landscape, and again, whether you're a head coach in a sport or whether you're an AD or a sport administrator, whatever, um, you know, once you get past the SEC, um, you know, if you've got a Big Ten background, say, um, or if one of the upper-level schools in the Big Ten comes calling, well, at that point, you know, you, you, you could very well have a financial battle on your hands. My point is, is there... There are probably less than 20 places out there where, you know, you're going to make the same money that you make if you're an athletic director in the SEC. And 13 of those 20, or at least maybe 10 of those 20, are in your own conference. So, um, you know, as you say, Tommy, if, if, if you're going after the best in the business, um, right now when you look at it, unless you know of someone who's an up-and-comer, and Hunter was viewed as an up-and-comer, when Arkansas hired him. Uh, but once you get to that level, um, that's the level that you stay at. You might make a move within that level, 
but you're certainly not going down. Real quick, how much did Brooks bring a senior at Fayetteville High School and described by Casey Dick as one of the most, if not the most important players on his team, how much did that play into this? The fact that well, Hunter didn't want to jump ship potentially in his son's senior year at FHS. Well, some of that stuff can be worked around. I mean, you know, there are lots of instances where, where, and I'm not just talking about people in athletics. People get a new job and you move and you got a kid in high school and the, the spouse stays back with the kid and they finish school and then when high school's over, they, you know, they all move and they live together again. I mean, that happens all the time in all walks of life. So, but, but, but look, I, I, I always think family has something to do with it. I mean, I can remember when, uh, you know, when, when, when Jerry Jones hire, uh, tried to hire Frank Broyles uh, right after he bought the Cowboys. I mean, it, you know, Barbara famously told him, said, you know, I don't know where you're going to live because your house is here and we're not going. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, uh, um, you know, family does have something to do with it. But, you know, I also think, too, that if you've got a better job and pays you a lot more money than – you do what you have to do, but at the level that all these guys are at now, uh, they're they're at the elite level. So if you're going to make a move, it's going to be within that elite level. And again, sometimes and a lot of the time, that's going to mean schools from your own league going after these guys. Just moving's enough to deter me. That the physical act of moving. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I I understand, but 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 you know, again, I mean, let's be money? honest. Oh, that's not enough. <laughs> let's be honest, Tommy. These guys aren't exactly packing boxes. <laughs> I, I mean, they got people coming in and doing a lot of this stuff. They're oh. not taking the furniture apart and loading it up on the U-Haul themselves. We well, we a, would have to start with two or three of those big dumpsters in my driveway. That's where, that's where we would begin throw, throwing most of your things away. Is uh, it would look like you're having your home remodeled. Exactly. No, they're just moving out. <laughs> that's exactly mm. what needs to happen at my house. Let's talk to Jimmy and Conway. Go ahead jimmy top of the morning to you fellas i got three things i want to ask you about this morning all right i see we've got another 11 o'clock game for lsu mm-hmm. who is deciding this stuff why can't we have a night game i don't understand why we've had one all year you should drive to uh, bristol and yell at every espn executive you see and where well, this is an sec red. decision this is an sec decision conference and uh espn together Okay, give give me a rundown. Uh, this Anthony Black smoke is anything going to come of that? Is he going to be all right, eligible? And then the last thing is, will the Auburn opening be a distraction for Hugh Freeze? Jimmy, Thanks. appreciate it. So Black, if you don't know, the Duncanville High School had to give up their state championship because Anthony was ruled ineligible. But whatever the AAA is in Texas, yeah, the UI, I haven't the UIL. That I read the headline. I haven't read anything. Well, else about there's it. there's more to it. I don't understand all the details. Parents are involved. There's a relationship between someone. The the dads, you know, got twisted off about that. I mean, there, there's a lot of family dynamics going on in this. That uh, from what I was was reading and heard, but I, I don't see how eligibility in Texas, unless this came back to academics, could affect anything at Arkansas other than being a distraction. No, this was about, um, and 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 I don't know the dynamics of the family situation, but in a nutshell, this was this one of those move-in cases, uh, you know, where a where a player moves from one district to the other, and I think the debates over why it happened. But that has no effect on us, has no effect on his recruiting, has no effect on academics, uh, doesn't affect Arkansas at all. 
Second question, will the Auburn job be a distraction for Hugh Freeze? It's a distraction, I would think, for two guys, Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, because they're going to get asked about it in every press conference. Fans are going to be asking him about it. Regardless if they're interested or not, I would think just the consistent questioning is going to get to them. Well, the question was about Hugh Freeze, so I'm not going to get into Lane Kiffin, but the question was about Hugh Freeze, and I don't think it affects Hugh Freeze at all because – Every job opening that's come up for the last year or two, his name's been mentioned. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a situation, and the Liberty people, I'm sure, will tell you this. I visited with their play-by-play guy yesterday. It was, you know, every time a job comes open, um, you know, their fans immediately wonder, are we going to lose him? And the media there, such as it is, um, you know, I don't think, frankly, the you know the Liberty University football coach has got media breathing down his neck every day the way they do in the SEC, and I think Hugh Freeze would probably tell you that himself. It's a little more friendly atmosphere, I would imagine. But the point is, is I mean, he's used to answering questions about this. His team's used to playing in situations like this, and I don't think it affects him at all. I I, I think that's stuff that affects fans. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it affects the coaches at all. Is he off the naughty list in the SEC? I mean, for a while it appeared from the outside looking in, think he was blocking every opportunity for him to be hired as an OC, be on someone's staff. Is is he still, you know, blacklisted, well, if you will, with the based SEC? Based on what I see, I don't think there's any such thing as a naughty list anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's a cash grab, just to be honest with you. And. Um, I think the rules have changed, and I think Hugh Freeze would be welcomed back. I think there would be some sort of, you know, there would there'd be another mea culpa. Um, but um, Hugh Freeze knows what to say, you know. Hugh Freeze is pretty glib. I would imagine that if an SEC school wants to hire him, that the conference will not stand in their way. What's Auburn's number one goal as a football program? To win Saturday. Speed Alabama. They could go one and eleven, no. and if they beat Alabama, no. their fans are fine. Nah, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Tommy Tuberville beat them six times in a row, and Alabama hired Nick Saban, and it was like it never happened. They lost to him once, and he got canned. But if you ask that fan base, and it's kind of like the Ohio State Michigan dynamic, Hugh Freeze beat him twice, beat him back to back. You should have been three times, to be honest. That's the guy though. Lane is is attractive. He is a head coach. He still hasn't conquered Saban. He's done it twice. No, no, you're right. I mean, that is one of the things that endears him to the Auburn people. Yeah. But go in there and go four and eight, and one of those four wins are against Alabama. Do that yeah. about two years in a row and see how. how I mean, hey, Gus, Gus, Gus did very well. Mm-hmm. Gus did very well against Alabama, and he's coaching at UCF. Yeah. We're, so, I mean, uh, um, it's important, but it's, it's, uh, there are lots of other important things, too. We had this conversation. This is a completely different topic about Brian Harson. They win that game in Auburn last year. Bryce Young does not lead that drive last year. This He's not fired. No, but that's no, not what happened. But that's not what but, happened. But it's one game, and that's the importance of that one game. No one thinks that Brian Harson was going to work out at Auburn, but if they win that one game, he is not fired right now. You're, They're but, giving but, him another but, year. But, 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 I mean, we don't deal in ifs. I, I mean, he didn't win that game. And uh, um, he didn't win a lot of other games, too. If he'd won every other game that he'd coached and he lost to Alabama, he wouldn't have been fired. It's not the games, and this is always true, it's not losing the big games that get you fired. It's losing the games you're supposed to win. If you win the games you're supposed to win, you can lose big games and still keep your gig. You can lose to your arch rival and still keep your gig. But if you don't win the games you're supposed to win, 
and then you lose to your arch rival, you're dead man walking. And that's what happened to him. It's the games he was supposed to win that they lost that got him fired. He didn't get fired after losing to Alabama. They thought they should beat Arkansas. And when they didn't, they fired him. Even close shaves in narrow wins against you know, lower-level, non-Power 5 teams can be enough to turn the heat up on you, even in wins. And Arkansas went through some losses of that category. Yeah. The, the problem is, in, in the state of Alabama, the Auburn program, not the team, the program has diminished well below Alabama. They were, they were on the same level a decade, competing back and forth. That state won three national championships in a row between the two programs you got to get that program. on. That's what fans really want. They want to feel like their program's on the same level as Alabama. they got a lot of work to do to get back to that. Well, I don't think Alabama's or Auburn's ever really been on that level consistently. They've won some games and they've had some runs. But over the long haul, that's an Alabama State. And uh, and by that, I mean that's a University of Alabama State. And um, Auburn's, Auburn's always going to be a little brother down there. And They're is, always going to be a little brother. That is true, but to Tommy's point, it's actually four so four straight national championships, 2010 Auburn, 2011 Bama, 2012 Bama, 2013 Auburn made it. So you have four Auburn. straight years yeah. where an Auburn or Alabama team was representing the national championship. But now, that doesn't... Ch- Chuck's, but, your point is valid, but to Tommy's point... I think one of the reasons that Auburn has also diminished is this point is because of the rise of Georgia. You think about the proximity to Atlanta, the proximity to Athens, those recruits a lot of times that were going to Auburn, they have the 13th best recruiting class in the SEC right now. Harson was dreadful in that area. You know who's not dreadful? It's Kirby Smart who has had a top five class I think the last three years. All those kids were going to Auburn. They're not going there anymore. Well... There's plenty of players down there in Georgia. I mean, there's plenty of players. Auburn and Georgia have been good at the same time before. Hey, guys, if, if, if you are in the market to buy or sell a home or if you know of someone who is in the market to buy or sell a home, I want to recommend wholeheartedly Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. And here's why. Because we're in a period right now where if you are buying or selling a home, you really need a pro on your side. This is not the time to wing it. And what you're going to find at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, are trained professionals, best training company in the business, who understand how to get you from contract to close. Big part of that's understanding the market, watching it every day, understanding the nuances, being able to answer questions, all the things that you expect from a real estate professional, you're going to find at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I can certainly tell you that that was my experience. They've got an office in Fayetteville. There's another one in Springdale. They're in Bentonville. There's an office in Fort Smith. They've recently opened one in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town, and you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Ty, you bring up that national championship where Gus in the final minute fell short of Jimbo Fisher. Me and some buddies were talking about this the other day, and I mean you maybe even talked about this. Think of that last minute plays out different, just the fate of a lot of people, a lot of coaching staffs. Jimbo's probably, Jimbo certainly doesn't have an $85 million buyout at A&M. May not even be at A&M because he doesn't have that national title on his resume. You talk about careers that, uh, you know, certainly with Jimbo's. And Gus did just fine, even though he didn't win that game. Chuck, you think about how that last minute of that national championship between Florida State and Auburn plays out. If it's reversed and Auburn wins that game... There's a whole lot of things, I believe, that are different in today's college football world, uh, you know, nearly a decade later. Well, that's what makes college football so great. Because, I mean, every two or three years you can sit and have a conversation and talk about, man, if this had happened, if that had happened, that had changed everything. And you're right. I mean, it certainly would have. 
and that's one of the things that makes college football so much fun is that um, you know, if you watch it over a long period of time, if you're a fan over an extended period of time, you see a lot of things happen. You see a lot of close shaves. Um, you see a lot of instances where, you know, if if it does go the other way, things turn out a whole lot differently. And, you know, it's, um, um, it's amazing. It's amazing what a game between a bunch of kids playing football can do to grown-ups' careers. And, and that, but that's just how it works. Because Kelvin Benjamin, Chris Davis, that same year had the kick six. Kelvin Benjamin caught the game-winning touchdown, all 6-5 of over Chris Davis to end that yeah. game. And it was a Jameis Winston led drive. A lot of people saying Jameis Winston was the reason they won that national championship, not Jim Bob Absolutely. So does well, A&M beat, does A&M beat Florida this weekend? They need to win in a bad way. Florida I think <laughs> hurt they them do. to win. I think yeah. they do. I think uh um I think A and M beats Florida this weekend. I, I'm just not sold on Florida. Haven't been from the start. Y'all hear that uh that hot mic of the reporter? saying I'm going to be here longer than Billy Napier. Yeah, that guy needs to be fired. He, uh, that, that guy's the reason people hate the media. I I hope that a situation doesn't ever happen like that in Arkansas, but, I mean, you think he needs to be fired, Chuck? For- I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I think he needs to be taken off that beat. I don't think he has any credibility left. Um, I'm not saying it was fair that he was caught on a hot mic, but, you know, we work in a business where – if you get caught on a hot mic, may not be your fault, but you're still going to suffer consequences. Um, what he said was out of line, and he should be taken off the beat. And again, that, that's that's the reason people don't like the media. When people say things like that, that's the reason people don't like the media. Makes us all look bad. I wish he hadn't said it. That's an AP reporter. My goodness. I mean, they're supposed to be the standard. Of course he should be taken off that beat. He sh- should be allowed to work in media ever again. I didn't say that. Florida. I didn't say that. I said he should be taken off that beat. What do you think? I think you always have to assume every mic is hot. I don't care it's if you can hear the commercial break running and you know you're in queue, to, to use our term, where you know you're off the air. Assume every mic is hot. Checking the volume right now. <laughs> you're getting a little antsy over there. Assume every mic is hot, always. That, that, that's just what you do. The job, his job, is an Associated Press reporter, above all other things, is to maintain credibility with his readership. That's his number one job. And when you make a statement like that, even though you might have been unfairly caught, so to speak, you still said it. Mm-hmm. And it still reveals what you think. And it hurts your credibility. And he's not going to be viewed the same way by his readership today as he was yesterday or the day before. And for that reason, no, I don't think he should be banished for life. I'm not saying that. But I don't think he has any credibility covering Florida football anymore. Yeah. And he probably shouldn't wear a Florida hat to a press conference. That'll <laughs> yeah. get you in trouble. That'll too. be the last question I answer from somebody with a Florida hat on. I watched that the other day. That is no, that's still while. That's still one of the greatest press conference occurrences. Well, what was even more amazing was how everybody was like, yeah, Bobby, that's right. Absolutely. We're up to absolutely, Bobby. I loved it when you said that. That was our reaction. Let's be honest. The people running the station. (laughs) They fired her. They fired her. (laughs) 
Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Hugh Freeze has been pretty impressed with Arkansas as of late, what Sam Pittman has done. Here's what he said yesterday. Hogs are going to be a handful for us. When you're playing an SEC roster at, with a group of five schools, it's, it's tough. It's hard. It's uh, You can't hardly make any mistakes if you want to even have a chance to be in it. Very impressed. They got some guys back on defense this past week against Auburn and started looking more like themselves. I have great respect for Sam Pittman. Don't know him extremely well, but they've all always thought that he did a heck of a job recruiting and coaching his guys and obviously the turnaround at Arkansas from the time he took over is pretty dang incredible. Is he sandbagging there? I don't know if we have the guys to block or whatever. I think they're 
Look what happened to BYU. I, I just think that when you're on the SEC level, even when you're not in the top four, five, six teams in this league, you're, what you recruit at the at the line of scrimmage, Chuck, is just different. It it bared itself out at BYU. We saw BYU get crushed by by Liberty coming off that Arkansas game. I think playing a physical team like Arkansas, it just wears you down, and that's what we see Arkansas do take over in the I, second half at some point. I think it affected BYU, and the fact that their quarterback was banged up probably affected him more than anything. But you know, Liberty moved the ball up and down the field. That was clearly Liberty's best game. I mean, if you look at their schedule, guys, I mean, let's 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 take a look at their schedule. They won at Southern Miss by two in four overtimes. They won at home over UAB by seven. They lost at Wake Forest by one. They won at home over Akron by nine. They won at Old Dominion by two touchdowns. They won big at UMass. They beat Gardner-Webb by one at home. And then they beat the brakes off BYU. So um, I'm not taking anything away from them. All you can do is play your schedule. But... Let's not act like there's a there's not a big difference in the competition that you play week in and week out. There's a huge difference. Yeah, I maintain my opinion that before or after this game, Arkansas is without question in my mind the best team on the schedule. You can say what you want about Wake Forest. I know they were number oh, eighteen no at doubt. the time, but I think Arkansas is without question better than any of those teams you listed. They still have UConn, Virginia Tech, and New Mexico State ahead. Arkansas, I believe, would beat all three of those teams. Arkansas is the best opponent on Liberty's schedule this year. No doubt about that. And, and look, they're going to they're gonna treat this like they're playing Alabama. I mean, that's what small schools do. They may be playing Missouri, but they're selling their kids on the fact, hey, you're playing the SEC, you're playing Alabama. Yeah. And they act like they beat Alabama yeah. when they win games like that. And so that's what you got to be prepared for. I hope it turns out like most Alabama games. That means they'll lose by about well, 40. <laughs> so, I don't know that it'll look, be that way. Look, if Arkansas exerts their physical dominance Saturday, they will win this game. Um, if they don't turn the ball over and if they force a turnover or two, they will win this game. That's what the more physical team generally does, and I think Arkansas will be the more physical team on Saturday. More headlines to get to on your Hog Update. Drew Sanders has also been named a semifinalist for the Chuck McNerick Award, also up for the Butkus Award, given the best linebacker in college Football. Hudson Clark, I saw, also got named as a Burlesworth Trophy nominee yesterday. Not surprised by that. I mean, uh, you know, walk on. He's he's had a great year, and and uh, he's played a lot of downs. I mean, he's played a lot of football, and that's what you're looking for. These nominees is guys that have an impact on their team. Chuck Hudson's certainly done that. Yeah, I I don't know how many are the on the list right now. They'll obviously pare it down as we get a little bit closer. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, um, you look all over college football. I mean, there are walk-on stories everywhere. And, you know, Brandon Burlesworth was the greatest walk-on story with apologies to the guy they made the movie about but uh, or the other movie about. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge honor. It's a huge honor. And, and it, uh, that's what college football, you know, at its core should be about is taking your opportunity and running with it and making the most of it. Cade Renfro has retorn his ACL backup quarterback, one of the backup Man. quarterbacks for Arkansas. As we kind of heard from Dominique Johnson, Arkansas rivals had this first tough news for Cade, kind of like Dominique this week. Man, they've had a rash of guys injured, get healed, or you know, on their way to healing, and then injure again, injure again, seemingly the same the same part of their body, same joint, knee, whatever. Uh, they're having some issues with that right now. It's not fun. 
November 15th is a big day for Arkansas basketball. Bayfall five-star center is going to be deciding between the Razorbacks, the Scarlet Knights, the Rutgers, Seton Hall Pirates, and the Auburn Tigers. Now, he was just in Auburn for an official visit this last week, and I had a bunch of Auburn people ask me kind of what I thought about where Bay's going to decide. He's number one player out of Colorado, number three center in the country, and 6'10", five-star, sack of a guy. would love to see him announce that he's committed to Arkansas as of November the 15th. That is your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Sparky. Charlie Camden's on hold. What's up, Charlie? Can you guys actually hear me? I'm kind of in a bad area. Can you guys hear me okay? Good for you now. You sound fine, Charlie. Well, let me just stop right here on the side of the road for a little bit. <laughs> because if I go any further, it might not be good. Chuck, I agree with you. I think the three teams that you talked about, Tennessee, Bama, and uh, Georgia, I think they're three of the best teams in the country, period. Uh, the problems, like Ty said, you know, you got all – and all, and you guys talked about it. All these people that just hate the SEC so much. But, you know, there's a reason why we all have SEC bias because you think about all the people that they we put in the league and, you know, just – year after year, all the talent and things of that nature. I am so ready, guys, and I don't know if they've talked about it uh, any time lately, but I am so ready for them to go to this 12-playoff thing because I can't wait, you know, for these so-called teams like TCU this year and, you know, to have to play a two-loss or a, even a two-loss LSU team because I think LSU could beat a lot of these teams too uh, that you guys were talking about. And uh, do you guys have any idea when they're when they're thinking about going to that 12-team playoff because I think they were talking about it on halftime yesterday. And by the way, Tommy, you're a legend <laughs> for pulling off what you pulled off. Yeah. To put on halftime, put Matt Jones on there. Way to go, bud. That was heck of a hire right there. It was a hard, I don't decision. Know. A hard decision whether yeah, or not to let these guys on the air, but I guess when they begged me along the I, I know I'll that was really a tough one, wasn't yeah. it, to, to hire Matt Jones. Yeah. I know that one was really hard for you to pick. Tough, but, uh, tough calls. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, guys, before I go, like, how, how far away are we from that? And also, Chuck, you know, with basketball about to start, uh, how hard is it for you, you know, you've been doing it so long, to kind of just go between the two? Because I know when basketball starts, you'll be pretty much doing both, right? I mean. For a little while, for about a month. Oh, it's, you know, it's fun. I mean, you got to, uh, you know, you got to spend your day, you know, one day's a basketball day. Like, for example, Monday. They play Monday night. Sunday and Monday will be basketball days. When the basketball game's over, I think we got Muss's first radio show Tuesday night, Pittman's Wednesday night. And, um, that's, that's, that's the part that really kind of, it all runs together is am I going to, Am I going to the football coaches show or am I going to the basketball <laughs> coaches show? By the way, KJ's going to be at the uh, coaches radio show tonight. KJ Jefferson and Reed Bauer. So uh, that's that's where you kind of, you know, you don't know whether you're coming or going. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Tennessee 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3. We'll get into some of the other rankings in just a sec. Guys, what'd y'all think? No surprise for me, really. I um, I thought Georgia might be ranked number two, but yeah. you know, I, Tennessee was. I think a lot of people thought they'd be number one. Tommy talked about it early on, and I'm not surprised. Georgia being three was the surprise for me. I thought the committee A would set up a one versus two for this weekend, know what was coming, let it be decided on the field. You know, I, I didn't get to watch the show, but obviously have seen the numbers. I'd like to really know what what drove the committee, what motivated this committee to put Ohio State ahead of Georgia. But uh, you know, if Georgia wins this weekend, they belong. If they lost, if they lose this weekend, they'll probably fall out of the top four. Maybe maybe they'll fall only to four. We'll see. It depends on what some other teams do. But uh, you know, there's really not a lot of teams other than LSU and Ole Miss, in my opinion, outside of the top six or seven, probably seven with TCU, that have a legitimate shot getting in and. Chuck, LSU, and Ole Miss still get to play Alabama. That gives them a chance to climb up and still make a run at the college football playoff. Or it gives them a chance to fall. Um, I was surprised LSU was ranked 10th, to be honest. Now, you know, I don't know why they do the rankings all the way down to 25. I mean, you could do it to 10 to 15. You know, you really you could do it to 10. And, um, you know, that would uh, that'd be enough. But um, I was a little surprised LSU was 10th. But both those teams do have to play Alabama. And if they win that game... Um, you know, obviously they're going to move up, but there's an opportunity for them to fall too. Well, I, I agree with you. I thought they were going to one one v two this weekend. I think the reason they made LSU ten is because they want to make that matchup a top ten one in Baton Rouge when Bama is in town. Well, that, if, if, that, if that motivation's there, then why not one versus that's two? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they think about that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they think about that. A lot of this stuff is um, it's very preliminary. I mean, what they say last year that in the first rankings, I think Oregon was in there. Maybe there was another team in there that by the end of the year didn't even you know didn't even sniff the playoffs. So we've we've still got a long way to go. I mean, we're just now to the start of November. Uh, this is the month that decides it all. And and um, I don't know that they're thinking about matchups. You know, again, if they were, they'd have put Georgia number two. Why is Texas ranked? That, that you were st- I said he clearly has no credibility because Texas is twenty four. That's what I was yeah. getting ready to say. But. Well, and, and 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 that's why I say I, I mean whether or not Texas is ranked twenty four or forty fourth. I mean Texas is not getting the playoffs. I mean why they're even in the rankings, I have no idea. Well, the reason you got to rank them out to twenty five is because the other two polls do, and this poll becomes the the poll of record at this point moving forward. No one really references the coaches poll or the AP poll past last night so. well but 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 the purpose of this poll is to get the teams into the playoff i understand and 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 so i just don't know why i mean it's fun to talk about it. i mean, it's why we're talking about it now but um i i don't I, I don't think it really serves any purpose oh i agree but if you if you only stop if you stopped at 10 then you'd have i know I know yeah, what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Which poll are referencing when we have a discussion? You I understand that, but the purpose of this poll was not to be a poll that rivals the two top 25s. The purpose of this poll is to determine the four teams, at least the way it's set up now, to determine the four teams who are in the playoff. Chuck, and, Tommy, and the New Year's Day six. We, we forget the right, committee's right. other job is the New Year's right. Day six games. Chuck, Tommy asked me this question earlier. Any team outside the top seven 
that you could see making the college football playoff. Very hard for me to see even LSU and Ole Miss making a, a run. If Ole Miss ran the table. If Ole Miss runs the table, uh, they will have beaten uh, they will have beaten Alabama, and they will have beaten either Tennessee or Georgia. I could see Ole Miss getting in. I I, I can't see LSU getting in with two losses. Um, you know, and I don't think Ole Miss is going to do that. Just for the record. But I think it's still mathematically possible for them to get in. Well, you got to remember, if LSU did what we're talking about, and that's a huge if, they would be in the SEC championship game. Yeah. And if, if they, you're the SEC champion with two yeah. losses, you're in the playoff. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't really? know about that. I, I don't know. You beat Bama I, I, and I would, I would, I would, I would think so, but I don't necessarily know that. It just kind of depends. Look, there's some. Uh, there's some anti-SEC bias. I don't care what anybody says. People want to see Goliath knocked off. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me. You could argue for 10 hours. You'd be hard-pressed to convince me that Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama aren't three of the four best teams in the country right now. I don't care what anybody's record says. But I also know that if you've got two losses, um, you know, it's going to be um, it's going to be harder to get in, I think, than people think. Well... It happened in 2007 when there were just two I know. teams. And I know, I that, know that was a crazy year. I understand. I, I cannot see a scenario where the SEC champion, even no. if it has two losses, and that would mean beating Tennessee slash Georgia, they would have that win over Alabama this weekend. They would have the win over Mississippi State, the win over Ole Miss. I assume, unfortunately, the win over Arkansas. I can't see them saying no. You know, LSU. Well, we're just daydreaming right, right now, guys. We're just daydreaming. It's a skinny right path. Ellis, Ellis, LSU's not going to be in this spot. Uh, I mean, we're we're sitting there talking about it like it's got a chance to happen. It really doesn't. Yeah. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question, brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. Guys, I think the question is if Tennessee beats Georgia this weekend and it's Georgia's only loss, can Georgia get into the playoff? I mean, we're sitting there talking about can a two-loss LSU team get in. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think it's realistic that Tennessee beats Georgia this weekend. Georgia wins all the rest of their games. They don't play in the SEC championship game. And what happens on that championship Saturday has a big bearing. To me, that's the bigger question for the league is if Georgia loses Saturday, can they still get in? Well, I think the flip of that, if Tennessee loses, the same thing holds true. And we have seen that the team that sits home championship weekend seems to have the edge over the team that loses in the championship game. Right or maybe, wrong. Maybe. Well, I mean, just history says that team that loses in the SEC or the or the big whatever championship game it is, the committee doesn't because it's so recent. Well, it's right in front of your eyes. But you if Tennessee if Tennessee beats Georgia Saturday, let's say Tennessee beats Georgia Saturday, and they play, let's say, Alabama in the SEC championship game, and Alabama beats them. Um, let's say Alabama beats them pretty good. Um, you know, what do they do at that point? I think Georgia still has more cachet nationally than Tennessee does. Tennessee's the flavor of the month. But, um, you know, what I do think, 
I do think it, you know it's more realistic. I think than you that, that you have three SEC teams with one loss than it is you have an SEC championship game winner with two losses. Um, and I think that's you know that's where it may get a little muddy, particularly what happens with uh, what happens. See, I, I I don't think Clemson's the fourth best team in the country. I I, I just think that's ridiculous. Um, Alabama would blow the brakes off Clemson if they played today. And uh, what's going to happen with them? What happens with Ohio State and Michigan? Does one of those teams run the table? If the Big Ten champ and Clemson are both unbeaten, they're going to be in the playoff. I can promise you they're going to be in the playoff. And you get into odd man out at that point. And I I don't know how championship Saturday will play into it, but it will have a profound effect. I've always contended we get too caught up in that having a zero to the right of your record. That, yeah. yeah I mean, well, if you're TCU, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But with Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. and Clemson, it does. We, I mean, there is value, obviously, in being undefeated. But sometimes we get too caught up in that. And the, the, the purpose of the committee was to have experts on the committee, trained eyes, people that knew the eye test and you know, could put the four best teams in there. But that, that isn't how it, it necessarily works out. But, you know, we do this every year. And every year it all seems to work out. I think by the time we get to the playoff, when it comes time to pick those teams, I think we'll know. Um, I think the leaders on that committee will know. Now, there's some people on that committee that are just there ceremoniously. There are some that are, you know, every group, just like a jury in a trial, you got a leader. You got two or three people that lead the pack. And I think that, you know, those are the ones that will ultimately make a lot of those decisions for everybody else. But, um, that zero does matter if you're one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, TCU's going to have a hard time getting in, even if they're undefeated. There's going to be some sentiment for them, and there's going to be a loud sentiment for them, and they'll be in a New Year's Six Bowl. But um, you're going to tell me that a one loss, that Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee with one loss couldn't beat TCU? I think they could. And I think if you watch the games, that's the conclusion you draw. I don't disagree with that Alabama, Georgia, or Tennessee couldn't beat TCU because I think every single one of those teams could. But if you're Sonny Dykes and the Horned Frogs, I don't know who they're AD, what else are you supposed to do? If you run through your schedule 13-0, and including winning the Big 12 championship, what are you supposed to you do? You just said the key words, Sonny Dykes and the Horned Frogs. And Big 12. Now, are you really going to put Sonny Dykes, Horned Frogs, college football playoff together in the same sentence? I mean, Really? Back in 2014, the inaugural college football playoff, that they had not lost to Baylor in a game they were up 21. But they did. But they did. But they they did lose that game. They go undefeated. And again, I I agree. I think all three teams are better. But if we're, I mean, I don't don't know what to, and I'm not a Big 12 apologist by any means. But if you go, and that's a Power 5 conference as long as, I don't know, Texas and Oklahoma suck this year. But what are you supposed to do if you're, and down in Fort Worth, you did everything that was asked of you. You that's, won every that's, game. No, that's exactly right. You're exactly right. And that is the difference in playing in the Big 12 and playing in the SEC or the Big 10. It's just the difference. And it's the difference. You know, the ACC is, is you know, you can make an argument for them. Big 12, you can argue till you're blue in the face. But Clemson's got more national cachet than TCU does. And so, you know, I don't know how they turn out on the field. I have no idea. TCU might beat them. But an undefeated Clemson team is going to get a lot more credit, obviously, by what we saw last night than an undefeated TCU team. Now, again, I admit I'm biased. 
I, I watch the SEC every week. I watch the other conferences some. I admit I'm biased. But um, I think three of the four best teams in the country are in our conference right now. And I think it'll be that way at the end of the year, too. But I'm not naive. I don't think that's how it's going to play out in terms of the playoff format. Well, to that point, Alabama's been, if, by, if we're using that formula, that the best teams come for this, Alabama has been, since the college football playoff started, one of the best four teams every single year. There's only been one time that they haven't made the college football playoff, to my memory. It's 2019. I think that's the only time they didn't make it. When they lost to Joe Burrow and they lost to, I guess that would have been Auburn, and they didn't make it. So I think I agree with that, but at a certain point, like even though we think Alabama might be one of the best four teams in the country, if they don't do their job, then they don't deserve to be in. On the flip side, if the other team that is not, again, as we all agree, not as good as Alabama, I don't know what you can do. And we saw Cincinnati no. get in last year, and you can say they deserved it or not. They at least showed that they will put a non-conference or excuse me, non-power five team in there. They go undefeated. That's a power five team right now. This is not a participation deal. You don't get a participation trophy. This is to identify the four best teams. I don't care what conference you're in. Um, look, that's that's just one of the that that's part of it. That's why you want to be in the SEC. It's why you want to be in the Big Ten. It's why every other conference is hemorrhaging right now. Um, because that's the reality of the situation. I mean, that happens in all walks of life. Uh, I mean, that's that's just um, uh, that's the reality of their situation. You're right. I mean, they're doing all they can do, and that's a Power 5 league. But just because you're a Power 5 league, if your champion's not as good as the second-place team from a better conference, you don't get to participate just because you're a Power 5 school. Well, and I don't know the number, but Alabama's won a lot more titles with one loss and they have undefeated. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, so I mean, five to two, I think. Right. I mean, so the, the idea of undefeated and all of this doesn't necessarily make you the best team. And an undefeated Cincinnati last year, an undefeated TCU this year, Ty, you got to put a thousand dollars head up. No points, nothing. TCU or Bama winning that game. Bama. I know, yeah. You know, in, in any of these matchups, that's where the rubber meets the road. Well, who are you putting your money on? You got to put a, a mortgage payment down on it. You're taking Bama. Well, yeah, and, and, I mean, until somebody, you know, we saw Georgia do it, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's the reason Georgia's got the cachet that they have now. I mean, when I look at the college football landscape right now, I'm not sure who's better between Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. I'm not sure who the better team is right now. But I am certain that the only two teams out there, at least in, I, I say I'm certain, my feeling is the only two teams out there that have a chance to run with them right now are, are Ohio State and Michigan. And the loser of that game is going to be eliminated, in my opinion. I don't think Clemson is anywhere close to as good as Tennessee, Georgia, or Alabama. Um, I don't think anybody else is out there either. In my mind, you've got five teams right now that legitimately have a chance to win it all. And beyond that, I think there's a pretty significant drop-off. I do not include Clemson in that list. It's the three SEC teams and the two from the Big Ten are the five that I think have a chance to win it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Hey, make, guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I, make your point. Make your point, then I'm, I want to make a different point. All right. Well, what I was going to tell you about was I know that uh, as we talk about college football, there's going to be a lot of discussion about it. I know at V's Barbershop, they're going to be talking about it, too. V's Barbershop's an old-time barbershop, and that means they do much more 
been provided great haircut. They believe a haircut should be a ritual. And they take you back in time to the hot lather and the straight-edge razor. And they set a new standard for barbershops, even in the modern era. And, I mean, they can do a lot of things. I mean, not just haircuts, but they'll service seniors and kids, edge-ups, shampoos, facial massage. They've got straight razor shaves. They'll trim your mustache and your beard. they got a lot of services. Mm-hmm. Got locations as well. They're in northwest Arkansas and southwest 14th Street in Bentonville. That's just west of 71 Business. They're in the Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center in Rogers. Got a couple of locations in Little Rock. And you can log on to thebarbershop.com. Got my hair cut there a while back. It is, it is, it is a great place. And you got your own TV there. It's, it's awesome. All right. Who knows more about football, pro, college, or otherwise, than anybody in the country? Where are the real experts at? Right here. <laughs> okay. Outside of this studio. They're the guys out what? in Vegas. They're the guys out in the desert. They seem to always know. Not only know who the best <laughs> teams are, they seem to know by how many they're going to win or lose by. There's no they're pretty good at it. They're pretty good at it. And now, we got these guys on the committee because it's politically correct or, or, the, or the right political choices to have on this college football playoff committee. But should, should sports evolve, and it would take evolving to the point where we engage and get some of the, what I believe are the smartest people when it comes to analyzing sports because there's money on the line, millions of dollars of money, should, should their expertise be in, engaged for selecting what should be the four best teams in the country because I believe they know more than any of us all put together. <laughs> the truth is they should have – the BCS system was near perfect, but the allotment of teams was not. All they should have done is kept the BCS and moved it to four teams. And when they expanded it again – I agree with that. A couple years, expanded to 12. But what, Now they have, what, eight people plus Bill Hancock? How many How many is total on – whatever the – total is in the college football mm-hmm. playoff committee, the big wigs, and they decide the fate of college football. Chuck said earlier, most of the time they've been right, but like in 2014, everyone's like, why is Ohio State in? TCU and Baylor, Ohio State wins the national championship. But you're putting the fate of the sport in a room of like eight or nine people when you should just have all the formula that you use the BCS and use it for four teams, and then when you expand, use it for 12. But my question is, should the experts out in the desert with the tall buildings made of gold, should we be no. listening to their voice? Because well, they I seem mean, to be, and I'm not talking about betting, I'm talking about they seem to be able to analyze what it should be and what, what the lines are and who the better teams are, uh, and they're right far more often than they're wrong. Well, I mean, these are certainly people that know a lot, but, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that you include, you know, the chairman of the, of the MGM Grand on the college football playoff committee. I mean, I hear you. But um, Am I, wrong? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know if you're right or wrong. To be honest with you, well, I mean, there's, 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 there, there's so many factors that come into play in the odds they set on regular season games. Um, I've not, frankly, checked the track record on how they fared when you get to the, you know, when you get to the playoff. I, I don't really keep up with that. To be honest with you. I think there are a lot of factors in the regular season that aren't in play when you get to the playoffs. I know that damn half point beats you a lot of times. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> no I doubt. Know. There's no doubt about it. It's like the Florida-Georgia game this past week. It was yeah, what, right at it. Yeah, it no. seems to be like that. Yeah. Well, here's the – college sports are in a weird situation right now. For years, everyone knew people were gambling, but it was kind of hush-hush, under the table. Musburger would occasionally make a comment. Oh, this happened, this happened, the tail end of the game. Everyone knew what he was insinuating. And now – with college sports gambling expanding, 
colleges need to decide, hey, are we going to accept all this? Which they pretty much have to this point. But they just need to be open and honest about it. That's going to lead to disclosing injuries like the NFL does and other professional sports do. That's where you're at right now. So you might as well just, you've opened up the can of worms already. You might as well just fully open it up. Here's the, the greater point I guess I'm trying to drive at. If it was truly about, hey, our core mission, we don't care about money, don't care about anything else. We want to identify the four best teams. I believe you'd go engage the, the greatest experts in the world. And to me, the odds makers and the people that do that seem to have something figured out that the rest of us don't most of the time. So, you know, I question sometimes is their mission truly what's at heart, and that's we want no. to truly well, analyze but I and mean, get the four best teams. I don't, uh, frankly, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and generally speaking, you know, I can't argue with it, but I don't, you know, I've watched a lot of college football, and I'm not a Vegas odds maker, but I don't know that adding a Vegas guy to the committee is going to, you know, make it any murky. You know, to me, it's 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 still the three teams in the SEC and the two out of the Big Ten. I I, I don't I don't think if you put a Vegas guy in there, for example, he's going to say, eh, you know, TCU's eight and three against the spread. We might need to put them in. I, I don't I don't I don't see where there's really a lot of added value in that. I don't even know if you have to add them to the committee. Just have the committee engage their expertise. But well, I mean, they may already be. Maybe. Hey, some of these committee guys may have action. You never know. <laughs> so why are you high on Michigan? over Ohio State, Chuck. I've wondered that for a month now. I'm just not sold on Ohio State. Even I don't watch either one of them closely. I, I'm, I'm, I just, um, I'm just not sold on Ohio State. But, but, but as I said a minute ago, um, I think those are the five teams out there. I think those are the. I'm not going to get into analysis of Michigan and Ohio State. I don't care that much. But. Um, I'm not sold on Ohio State. I'm not sold on either one of them, frankly. I think any of the three SEC teams would be both those guys. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I just think Ohio State probably has more offense. Trayvon Henderson, C.J. Stroud, they got two of the best wide receivers in the country. That's yeah, but happen. they didn't set the world on fire Penn State. Penn no, State's not great. And they got that pick six late against Clifford to kind of seal the deal on that. So that's a that's yeah. a good point. Winning by enough seems to be, uh, be what you have to do. Ask Georgia right now. They're probably wondering why they're at three and – and not at two this morning. And I think margin of victory uh, does matter quite a bit. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You got a 17% chance of precipitation. Hopefully that rain again gets by that. Coach Freeze was talking about the experiences in Fayetteville. Here's what he had to say about his daughters and the weather. The two times I've been there, it was the worst weather I think I've ever coached in. Both times, it was awful. My daughters to this day, still, they think Fayetteville back then, they thought we were going to Alaska. The way our trips were in late November there when I was at Ole Miss. So I experienced success in Little Rock, not in Fayetteville. And hopefully, I hadn't looked at the weather. I'm scared to, but I hope it's not like it was the last two times I was there. Y'all remember how cold and rainy it was when Bo Wallace and Hugh came to town back in 2014? I do. Sounds like the temperatures are going to drop Saturday. That rain's going to come through, and the temperatures are just going to be dropping all day Saturday. Maybe it'll be windy. It kind of looks like it's going to be maybe cloudy and windy, and temperatures are going to start Mm. dropping during the day. Maybe it'll be cold by the fourth quarter. Yeah, looking at my phone app, it says 61 for the high, but 42 for the low. And like you said, the, uh, the temperature's dropping. Then Sunday's high in Fayetteville is 70. So, yeah. you know. Sounds like we're going to have some wind is what it sounds to me like. Some rain and some wind. Who's that favor? Well, that- I think wind's hard to throw in, so I think it always favors the running team when the wind blows. I think the rain doesn't affect the team as much as the wind affects the team. Yeah, it affects the passing game. I mean, I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't, know that it'll affect one side more than the other, honestly. I mean, you know, that's just one of the things you deal with. It's going to affect the fans is who it's going to affect sitting there. It's going to uh, affect the guys the sitting there, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so it'll be uncomfortable. I think you'll have a good crowd because people have, you know, been missing out for a month. You know, and I hate it when these schedules, and they seem to work out this way more often than not, you have these, these gaps. So, Chuck, I think people are just excited to get back to their tailgates, excited to see the people that sit around them, excited to see their team in person. Uh, they know that. Modern Guns the following weekend. Some people will go this weekend knowing they're going to miss the next weekend, perhaps. So I I think this is uh, – I expect a good crowd this weekend. Oh, I think we'll have good crowds the rest of the way. I think all these games, particularly if you, know, if you win this Saturday, I think there will be people at the game. There may be people that leave Deer Camp, come to the game, go right back. Uh, I know a lot of people who will, who will probably do that. Um, yeah, if they keep winning, you're going you're gonna to have big crowds. That's a long weekend. If you're if you're doing that, that's but that's people oh, do that. Be, oh, I know. Hey, I know people that'll. We got a couple of guys at our booth that'll be doing that. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's um. That's how people well, do it. If you remember last year, Arkansas beats Mississippi State. Traylon goes to the Deerwoods after. Maybe this yeah. was. Maybe this was. And I think he did it after they won on the road somewhere. He comes back, stays out, starts hunting at four a.m. We'll have player. Look, guys. The Sunday will be. You know, Sunday will be an off day. They play at 11 o'clock in the morning. Don't think we won't have some players yeah. in the Deer Woods before it's over. Yeah. Hugh Freeze talking about those, those, those cold experiences. I remember that Little Rock game he's talking about where it rained and it rained and it rained some more. I think you know, Brandon Allen had a pass opportunity. Wasn't there a fumble there towards the end? I remember right, and they kind of sealed it up, and Ole Miss won that game, and it was 
you know, just a bitter disappointment that day. Well, and, and you know, you think obviously Hugh Freeze is not at Ole Miss anymore, but that Ole Miss game is going to be the 19th of November. It's probably going to be another one of those cold Ole Miss games. And mm-hmm. if he was still at Ole Miss, he'd be getting cold again. And, yeah. um, you know, he's at Liberty now, so fortunately for him, he doesn't have to play him that late in the year. You know, most of the SEC teams, I say most, a good number, play non-conference games on that November 19th. I was looking at the schedule trying to figure out if we were going to get a night game. And depending upon how things fall, that that may be the CBS game because it's a pretty light SEC schedule that day yeah. in terms of marquee matchups. So, um, you know, I wish that LSU game was a little bit later, but can't do anything about it. Chuck, yeah. let me ask you that. I know you enjoy 11 a.m. games, but I know a lot of fans were ticked off when they saw that LSU announcement at 11 a.m. And if the Ole Miss game is not at night... That would be two straight years where you didn't have a night SEC game at home. To me, and you're right, Georgia and Kentucky is the only other game I think that day that would be the potential CBS game. I think if Georgia wins this week, they'll probably get it that next week. Is that irritating from your vantage point? And do you think that the fans have a right to be frustrated about that? Oh, I understand people being frustrated about it. The first thing you've got to remember is the schools don't control the schedule. And Guys, this is the flip side of the TV deal. Nothing's perfect. There's no deal out there that's perfect. Nothing comes free. Um, you know, uh, and part of that television deal is, is that you give up the right to decide when you play. Now, I know they try to disperse things, and, and, and it would not surprise me at all if that Ole Miss game's a night game, and when everybody's freezing their butt off at 9 o'clock that night talking about how cold it is, um, you know, people, people may be saying, man, I wish this game was played in the day. It's awful cold. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is the double-edged sword to that television deal. You get all this money. You get all this money. You can do whatever you want with all this money that they give you. But they're going to tell you when you're going to play. And they're going to tell you when you're going to play based on what's best for them. And that's just how it works. If you want to play in the primetime games, you better be a primetime team. And right now in the SEC, we've been talking about the three primetime teams. Yeah. You know, those are the three primetime teams in our league right now. And so... This is the this is the flip side to the TV deal. Yeah, it's yeah. I wish we played at night. I wish the LSU game was at night. Yeah, I, um, but that's not how it's going to work moving forward. Yeah, I know you went off on this yesterday, and okay. today's a watch your beef Wednesday. But here's the reality of it. You don't we don't like the bitter taste of the of the of the truth pill here. But the reality is, you better win games and be a winning program. And like Chuck called it prime time, he's exactly right. But that prime time means you're winning, and then you need to play teams. That, that somewhat closely fit that model as well. So it's it's also your dance partner that particular week. You know, it's, so, so if, if Arkansas wants to play more games at 6 o'clock at night or 2.30 on CBS, then you, you need to win more football. Yeah. You can't go in well, three-game losing skids because these plans for when you're going to play are made, I know not officially till the week prior, but... You know these networks in the in the conference office, they're working these things out yeah. two, three, four weeks in advance, and then they finalize them when we find out. Well, and that's why the LSU game, we know it's at eleven, but we don't know whether it's going to be on CBS or ESPN. I, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna keep their options open, and um, you know, if you're playing in big games, you're going to be in the prime time spot. But I will go back to what I've said repeatedly: 
Um, you are far better off from a program perspective playing in that 2.30 game on CBS than you are in the 6 o'clock game on ESPN. The 6 o'clock part, the night game, is for fans and tailgating. You don't have to rush around. You get to spend the day drinking and eating and seeing your friends, and I get all that. I understand the sentiment there 100%. But, you know, TV's going to tell you when you're going to play, and you're just going to have to live with it. And then they're going to write you a big check at the end of the year, and everything's going to be okay. I just think it's important for recruiting, and your point on the 230 game is valid, but when you have your coach being asked about this on Monday and him saying, I wish it was a night game, hoping they can get this night game, when kids are coming from Atlanta, when they're coming from Florida, when they're coming from where they have to fly, they but can't But not everybody can play at night. And, and and that's true, but again, you have not had a night SEC game at home, Well, and, and if, if Ole Miss is not a night game, that'll be two straight years. It's Here's the reality, Ty. We just played Auburn with the loser staying in the cellar and the, lo- and the winner getting out. If you want to control where you play, if you want to have, have, have some stroke when it comes time to, uh, you know, lobby the SEC and ESPN to get these games, you've, you've, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be among the top three or four. You don't have any cachet if you're not in that top three or four. That's just the reality of the situation. And that's true, but Auburn got the night game in two weeks against Texas A&M, and you didn't. So by that logic, it didn't even work in your you favor. Think that's an Auburn? SEC network game. That's an but SEC I network game. I think Sam game. Pittman, I don't know if 100%, I think he would sacrifice being on the SEC network just to get a night game, even though you'll have more know. television I, viewers I, I, on that. I don't know, but, but, but I mean, we can sit here and argue about it until we're blue in the face. What I'm saying is, is that the flip side to the television deal is they tell you what you're going to do. I, I know how the contract works. I get that. And again, you're taking all that revenue and money. What's it going to be up to? Then they talk about 60, with Texas, but when Texas and Oklahoma, it's going to get to like 80 or 85. I understand that. But I, again, and I get the winning. And everyone the win- that argues and, and complains about 11 a.m. games is because it Sam Pittman has said, I think Sam Pittman said more than once that that 230 game's perfect for recruiting. I mean, well, said maybe you don't want to play at 11 o'clock in the morning. 3 o'clock's fine. 2.30's yeah. fine. 11 o'clock does make it more difficult. But um, um, you don't have to have a night game to impress recruits. But what's the best atmospheres? He said typically? this week 3 o'clock's the perfect start time to get people the, on camp. The, in, and, the, yeah, in and out, he did say the that. The best atmosphere is produced by the best games. If you've got a meaningful <laughs> game, that produces the best atmosphere. Winning produces a great atmosphere. That's exactly right. Winning. Three-game losing skids are the reason you're not getting the, the, the TV slot you desire. But most of the time, I mean, you desire because, hey, I don't like egg casserole at my tailgate with Bloody Marys. I want to have it later in the day so I can have baby back ribs. Yeah. That's why most people complain about but, it. I hear you, but you're beating your head against a wall on this one. You're beating your head against a wall on this one. This is, this is not something that you control. And uh, the flip side to this deal is the lack of control means this is going to happen. I mean, it's just going to happen. TV wants the best games. They got a lot of money riding on this. So, you know, that's just, um, that's just my opinion anyway. Speaking of money, everybody pays attention to their money. And that's why I'm glad we partnered with Mach1FG.com. Mach1 Financial. 
Would you be willing to endure a longer, deeper recession if it meant getting inflation under control sooner? Or would you rather endure a longer period of high inflation if it meant a milder recession? Well, check out the latest episode of the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast as local financial experts weigh in. You can go to Mach1FG.com. That's Mach, M-A-C-H, Mach1FG.com to find out more. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They're located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. I don't think we've ever taken this guy's call before. Jerry in Huntington. Go ahead, man. Hey, how you doing? I appreciate you letting me be on the radio. I know I've been listening to y'all the last few minutes. But you know what they're going to do. No matter if they're winning or losing, they're going to take care of Alabama and Auburn. Uh, them are the two that they're going to take care of. I've, all year, well, last several years, the uh, penalties, uh, not uh, uh, clipping and all that and holding, yep. it's ridiculous that Alabama can get, get away with so much. Hey. Well, the, the, most, hey, they're the most penalized team in college football, Jerry. Hey. Alabama's the most penalized team in the game. Well, Jerry. they are. They, I, I understand that. But but what I'm saying, I've seen where they, they play. They take care of them. Now, 100%. I'll say against the Texas game, uh, they kind of got rooked down there. Yeah. They're, uh, Big 12 official, they're Big 12 officials, right? Of you don't even know. And I'm not even saying, uh, you know, because I love the Razorbacks. But the thing of it is, Something's going to have to be done with all the refs all the way across because they they don't they don't get penalized they don't get in trouble you know sure they can make you, you're not going to call a perfect game there's no way but it's getting aggravating when you see all this just like with the uh, A uh, and M and and uh, Alabama A and M had a chance to win it right there at the end but you know the, the refs got in there and they and they called it they cannot call an honest game. Uh, it's just it, it just it's not going to happen. Yeah, of course you know, they the can't. Way, There's tons of Alabama and Auburn alums in Birmingham, and they're yeah. working at the SEC office. There's way that's more right. Alabama and Auburn fans working in right. office than but anything what, else. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is, you're showing these kids the bad part of it, and, and it goes right into the into the workforce. Hey, I, they cheated, and I can do the same thing. The referees are ruining America. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think right. that's what Jerry's trying to say. Yeah. If you really want to make America great again, let's <laughs> do something about Don't those referees. That. Don't man. open that. God. Who's the most penalized team in the league and in the country? Just, just, just. I'm just asking him for a factual answer. Still should be the Crimson Tide. Right. Are you 100 right. percent so sure about that? Well, I mean, if they're not, they're close, but. Uh, they were going into last week the most penalized team in the country. So run in America. I don't know that that argument holds water. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I I love Jerry. That's yeah. a great call. It's the best call we've had in a while. Brent Stuttgart, follow it up, man. What's up, what's up, Ty, Tommy, and Chuck? Brent, what's happening? Oh, not much. Hey, I got one thing. To, I was at Auburn this weekend, and. I want to tell you, Chuck. You know how long I've followed Razorback football since I've, since we since I've been back in Arkansas, nineteen ninety five, and that is the is the first time I have ever seen a Razorback game where against Auburn, where the Razorbacks were better at every spot on the field. That's dang near 
25, is that 25 years? And 25 plus years? 27? 27, I believe it's 27, yeah. That's the first time I've seen it where Arkansas was better than Auburn at, at, at any position on the field. That's all I can say. And Chuck, did you yes, see Gino's shoes? Did you see Gino's shoes he had on Saturday? Well, I don't know if I noticed them. Remind me for uh, refresh my memory. Those red, red shoes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know the ones you're y'all, talking about. Y'all had y'all had him up wearing those shoes where you could you could make sure you could see him from. Were y'all way up? At, are, are y'all close to the field in the press box at Auburn? Or were you away? Well, yeah, we ask, were, ask Chuck uh, about beef, his seat. Hang on, beef, hang on, beef, Brent. Ask, beef, beef. ask Chuck about his seat at the game. We were down around Obelika. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, Chuck doesn't have the luxury of when he's sitting in the worst press box in the Southeastern Conference to go to the visiting student section or the visiting section like I did. He's got to stay up there and all perched up and stuff. Yeah, that was horrible, Chuck. I felt bad for you on Saturday. I walked in, I was like, and the first thing, first person I thought of was you. I was like, man, this vantage point sucks. Man, it's yeah, horrible. It's not the best. I mean, you know, hey, we all have uh, we all have things in our job that aren't perfect sometimes, and that was one of them, but we got through it. Last call real quick. Brian and Greenwood. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, earlier, Charlie was talking about the 12-team playoff, and I just wanted to expand on that a little bit. ESPN put an article out last night. What if the playoffs were to start today? Did any of y'all happen to read that? I read a tad bit of it. It was kind of cool because they're going to take in the six conference champions and then the six best teams. So now earlier we were arguing if TCU should be in or what happens to the three one-loss SEC teams. Actually, the SEC would have five teams in the playoffs if they started today. And the way they ranked them was uh, for the four conference champions, it would be Tennessee, number one, Ohio State, number two, Clemson, number three, and TCU, number four. And then what would happen is on the first round games, which is just like March Madness, which makes it really exciting, you get a conference champion, Tulane, versus a five-seed Georgia. You get 11-seed Ole Miss versus a six-seed Michigan. You get a 10-seed LSU versus a number seven-seed Alabama in a rematch. And then you'd have number nine USC at number eight Oregon. So, if man, if a twelve-team playoff started today, it would just be a lot of fun, and I can't wait until it does start. And somebody will have to play at eleven a.m. and they won't like uh, it. <laughs> Shoot, they may start playing at ten. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.